Spotify here in a little bit. But we're going to be in James chapter number 1 today, uh, Romans and uh, Genesis chapter 22 for a little bit today. We're going to be talking about trials, uh, things that uh, we just have to go through. And there's a lot of people, and, and I myself included, you know, we want to run away from trials in life. We want life to be easy. Uh, but somewhere along this week through all the study and listening, uh, you know, I heard this comment, and uh, I'll say it more than once today, that a soldier or a warrior's worth is never known in the time of peace. And if you stop and think about that, you know, no matter how much training a person has ever had, uh, if it's not being put to use, you know, then it, the training they've had is of no use. And, and the Lord allows us to go through trials uh, and, and tests to strengthen us. And today I want to talk to everybody uh, you know, there's, there's eight things that I want to look at, what trials do for us, uh, how they build us up, how they uh, should encourage us, how they should strengthen us as believers uh, to be able to uh, do God's work. Uh, you read through uh, all the New Testament and the persecution that went on, everything that happened to uh, the, the first disciples, and if you read through history, all the, the martyrs uh, for Christ that, you know, that laid their life down for their belief in Him. And you look at all the good that has been done through uh, Christ and, and through those that are His uh, children, that the ones that have accepted Him. And, you know, in end times, there's going to be a war of wars. There'll be a war that the world has never seen before when Christ and, and His army comes back to once and for all to bind Satan to uh, bind his uh, angels that, that have followed him, that sworn allegiance to him, and all those that, that stand with the Antichrist in end times, all those that reject God, you know, that's who we're going to come back. And, and God is making us into the soldiers that, that he can use in, in a mighty way. So when we're in trials and tribulations in our life, we, we need, you know, y'all, I'm, I'm, I never preach a message that I have not already went through are right in the middle of going through, and, and the Lord, uh, I look back, and as he sends me messages, I can look back and I can see the things that he's working on in my life to strengthen me, to make me into what he'd have me to be. Uh, you know, in times I fail miserably, uh, that, that when things, you know, where the world hit me and it's out of my control, and, you know, I, I lose my joy, I lose my heart, I lose my enthusiasm, you know, and I get down and I look back and uh, you know, I've got people speaking into my life, you know, from my wife and my kids, uh, speaking words of encouragement into my life to encourage me, to strengthen me, and to, you know, continue to give me that motivation that I need. Uh, they just remind me of, of, of everything that, you know, that I've done and everything that God has done for us and how He's kept us. And this is so important. In James chapter number one, uh, this starts out here and it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes that are scattered abroad. You gotta understand this. James is writing to the, uh, original twelve tribes of, 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 of Israel, though, and they had been scattered all over the place because of persecution, because of trials. They had been run out from their home. They had been sent off into, uh, all different locations. And James is writing this letter to them to encourage them. It says, greetings, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Understand this. It's talking about a diversity of trials and tribulations that's going to come in life, y'all. 
um, we've got to quit expecting to have that easy life, that everything goes smoothly and that everything falls into place and that everything lines up. You know, it's not created that way. Us that have been born again, uh, for those of us that's born again, believers in, in Jesus Christ, that he is our Messiah, that the world hated him and they crucified him. So Satan and his band of uh, angels that, that want to see uh, destruction still come, they are out trying their best to, to hinder everything. They're trying to discourage us. And each and every one of us need to understand that we as Christians have got to take heart in the Word of God that He will keep His children. He will provide for His children. And this is in God's control, y'all. Everything that's happening in our lives today, uh, no matter how tragic it is, and I know there's some very sad things that's happening in the lives of, of the people of Goshen Valley Baptist Church. And, and you know, in the community itself, there's a lot going on. But here it tells us, it said, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation, knowing this. I want you to look at this, James chapter 1, verse number 3, knowing this, that, try, that the trying of your faith. It's when things come along, and don't think it's always the devil after you or trying to bring you down. God will test you, not to where he knows, but to where you see where your faith is, to where you understand how strong your faith is. Understand this is in verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Y'all, we need to understand that we have got to let God work on our faith so that we may obtain patience. And I want you to understand this. Patience is kind of like a mother figure. Uh, I never will forget, and a lot of people say, well, moms are real kind and loving, and they say, hey, I got the worst whooping of my life. My mama beat the far out of me, and my brother, for, for throwing an apple across her car. Uh, I never will forget today, and I tell you right now, a, a mama can be the most kind and loving and, and gentle person, but then again, but if you do something they told you not to, they can they can put discipline on you worse than any father I've ever seen. But they do it in a way. But it says, verse 4, but let patience have her perfect work. Understand that our faith is tried to build patience. Patience is like endurance. The more patience that we're able to obtain and, and, and to bring in, the stronger we become. This is what we need to be. It says that you may be perfect. And entire. Understand those two words, that you may be perfect. When God looks at you, you're not a sinless person, but God can count on you to be able to withstand the battles that come, the trials that come, and to do this with a heart that knows that God still loves you and that he's got you at your heart's interest, not your worldly interest, but the true, the soul of you. He has got your best interest at heart. He wants to make you into a person. He wants to make you into a, 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 a being that, that it is complete. This word entire means a complete being, having the whole armor of God placed on you, being able to, to withstand all the fiery darts that the devil is throwing at us, plus the things that God is testing and stretching. He's stretching us each and every day to make us into that soldier that goes into battle that we're well equipped. The Lord don't want to send us out to do battle when we're not ever able to conquer the enemy that we're going after. And, and it says right here, when patience has her perfect work, they'll create a being that is perfect, entire, wanting nothing. And it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, that giveth to all men liberally and unbridled us not. Understand this, that, that we in times of need 
need to quit understanding or, or thinking that we know things. The Bible says, lead not to your own understanding. But, but in all of our ways, acknowledge God, trust in Him, knowing that His thoughts are greater than our thoughts, that His ways are greater than our ways. He understands. He knows all this already, but He's trying to get us to understand, to trust Him, and to have that heart about us. The key thing today that I want you to understand, go back and, and, and study verse 3 and verse number 4, the understanding the trying of your faith. So many times in life, God is just working on you, and he's, he's stretching you. He is building you up. <clears throat> Paul writes in Romans chapter number 5, verse number 1 through 4. I want to read this to you this morning. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. If there's anything in life that we need to have, it's that we need to have peace with God. If you have peace with God, then that means that you are a child of Him. By, by, by faith have you been saved. Understand it's your faith, by God's grace, in our faith in His Son, it saves us. But through that, we are at peace with God. And when you're at peace with God, then He's able to treat you like a child instead of like one of the heathens that He has to take care of. Understand this this morning. It says, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand. You know, it's one thing to get God's mercy. God's mercy keeps us from receiving the punishments that we deserve. For the sins that we've committed and all the things through life of our, our iniquities and transgressions and the sin that we as individuals have each and every day, it's God's mercy that we're all not already dead and judged. But it's the grace that God gives us, the, the things that He gives us in our hearts, and He blesses us with, 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 with I'm, yes, with worldly things, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the blessings that God can give you. He can reassure you in these times that when you have heartaches and you have uncertainty, God can, can, can put a calm about you, whether it's through the, the wife of your husband or, or, I mean, the voice of your husband or the voice of your wife or, 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 or one of your uh, friends comes and, you know, uh, Proverbs 16, or I think it's 16, 18. Let me flip back. Prop 27, 17. It says, as iron sharpens iron. Think about this for just a second. As, as you take a piece of metal to sharpen another piece of metal, so a friend sharpens a friend. The people around you, your friends, they ought to be making you a better person instead of bringing you down and bringing you down. The friends that you have and the, the, the loved ones that, that you let speak into your life, are they sharpening you? Or are they dulling you? These are things that when we have the Word of God in us, then we can let the Word of God start to make us in it, and we're able to help our friends. But in verse number 3, I want you to look at Romans chapter number 5, verse number 3. It says, And not uh, only so, but we glory in tribulations also. You know, don't make a whole lot of sense. Why should we be joyful in, 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 in giving God glory in the time that we have tribulations? You know, this word tribulation is testing or trials or, 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 or you know, the things that come in our, in our lives to, to make us stop and have to depend on God and look for God. God is saying, look, I want you to trust me with everything. Understand me that I will help you. Knowing that tribulations works patience, y'all, understand this. As the tribulations, the trials in your life give you patience, it's going to do one of two things. Trials are going to make you into what God would have you to be or God's going to break you down to have you what? what he would have you to be. So many times in life, we are so puffed up, we are so prideful, we are so, and, and I've, I'm doing this in my own will, my own power, that God has to send troubles and tribulations to, to break your spirit, to get you to depend on him. And then, now, this is not talking to lost people. 
These words were written to those that were believers. I understand Paul was writing to the believers when, when he was incarcerated. He was writing a letter to the Romans there uh, to, to get them to understand that the persecution and the trials they were going to endure and suffer was to build them up, to make them into what God would have them to be. And, and under, verse 4 it says, And patience makes experience. Most of the time when you go fill out a job application, there's a place down there that you're going to list what kind of experience do you have. You know, I've got a nephew trying to get on at the depot, and he says all of them wants experience. They, they, you know, every you know job that's posted says, you know, we need experience operator, we need experience this. How do you get experience by going through these things? This is what I need you to understand. As trials works on our faith to strengthen it, it gives us patience in the trial that when we're able to go through this trial, we're able to gather the experience that we need to go out and to continue to do what God has called us to do, and that is to, to bring a message of hope to a lost and dying world. And, and it's, it's for those people that have no hope, we should be that hope. Through Jesus Christ, we should be able to give hope to those that have no hope. And as, as experience, as, as we go through life and we continue to experience these trials, these tribulations, and we're strengthened and we grow, and we, we, we have this assurance inside of us knowing that God's not going to leave us nor never forsake us, that he will always tend to his children and take care of his children. You know, this is the, as we gain that experience through our patience, look at the end of verse number four, as experience, it'll turn into hope. As we know that God brings us through those fiery trials. As the three Hebrew children that went into the fiery furnace, when they come out, they didn't even smell like smoke. Y'all, this is what I'm talking about, that we have a God that loves us, that will continue to carry us and to help us and to bring us along the way, but we cannot lay there and, and, and just, just wallow in a pity. We've got to take the trial, the tribulation, with a joyful heart and say, God, I know you're working on me to make me into what you would have me to be, and you gain the experience that you need, and as you gain that experience, you're able to go out and to help people. To, 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 to lead people through the fiery trials that they may be in at that point, to bring them through. Y'all, it is so crucial when we can speak a life-given word to people to encourage them to bring them out of these things. Y'all, you just don't know how much it means for, for, for us as believers to speak a word of encouragement to somebody that's down. The first thing that trials do, they test your strength of your faith. God is wanting to show you how strong your faith really is. Understand this. Uh, if you look at Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 5, uh, I, you know, I, I, just, I want you to look at this for just a second. I'm just going, it says, and it came to pass after these times that God did tempt Abraham. Understand this, that God tested Abraham, and he said unto him, Abraham, Abraham answered back, behold, here I am. And it says, and God said, he said, take thy Take now thy son. Now you understand the promises that God made to Abraham that through his seed, through his son, the chosen one, through Isaac, that he would be the, 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 the father, Abraham's the father, but Isaac was going to be the one that would continue to grow this generation, to have this next group of children. But God says, take thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee into a land of more, and offer him therefore as a burnt offering uh, on one of the mountains which I'll tell of thee. 
Now, I want you to understand, there is no discussion between Abraham and God. Abraham did not stop and say, God, why should I have to sacrifice my son? This is not of God's character. It's the faith that Abraham shows in knowing that when God came to him, when he was living with his father and his mother and his kindred, and God said, if you'll trust me, if you'll leave here, get your stuff together, gather up your wife and your family, and y'all leave this place. He said, and I'll make you a great nation. And Abraham had trusted God through the trial of leaving his home and leaving his family uh, and, and taking his wife and, and them, uh, them going, not his kids, but his kindred, and them going off into a distant land. You know, they walked through a place, and, and, and they did not have a homeland to, 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 to dwell in. They were in a place of where everybody, they were a stranger to everybody. But God provided a way, and Abraham here knew, and when we get to Hebrews in a little bit, chapter 11, we'll understand more about how Abraham trusted God. And, and, and what amazes me in verse number 4, after he had went up to, to sacrifice, before he left leaving, he, he told the young man that he carried with him, he says, And Abraham said unto the young man, Abide here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go and worship. How could he? How could you say worship God when he was going to sacrifice his only son, the one that he loved and cherished, the most dearest thing to him in life was his son, was Isaac. But yet he had to go, and he was going to have to. to now you know, it's easy to go through a trial that you didn't cause, or it's easy to go through a trial that, that, that yeah, hey, I messed up, I made this mistake. Yes, I know I got to. But could you understand that you're going into a trial and you're going to have to be the one that, that, that puts the knife in your son's heart and light the fire to burn his body as a sacrifice to God? Could you imagine how hard the trial this was, how hard of a test this was for Abraham to even think, how can I do this? And yet he trusted God fully and he went up. But he told the men, he says, and he says, we'll go up yonder and worship and come to you again. He had full assurance that he... And Isaac would return. Hebrews chapter 11, verse uh, 8 through uh, 19, it tells about how Abraham's faith, he knew that if God took Isaac's life, that the resurrection that God would bring him back from the dead to fulfill the promise that he had given to him. Understand this, that he is strengthening us in everyday tasks that we have to go through, everyday trials that we're going through, the, the, the heartache, all this that we're going through, it depends on how we look at this with our life. Y'all, that's why we need people speaking words of encouragement into our lives because it's so easy for the enemy to get us down. We need help from one another to lift each other up in prayer. The second thing God sends to trials and tribulations along the way to is to humble us. You know, this is something that we all need to work on, being humble. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, uh, the Bible tells us, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Just as, as, as Abraham had to go up on the mount to, 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 to do a, a sacrifice to the Lord, to give his son, to, to let, you know, God have his only son. It says that we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. 
What is that? That you give up your own will. You give up your own way. You give up the things that you think you understand. And when God is sending these things your way and He's strengthening you, He's trying to make you into what He'd have you be. He is going to make you a stronger person if you will just persevere and let patience have her work. Let her, let patience just, just have their way with, have, have her way with you. That she's able to make you into that to where you have that experience that you can have that kind of hope. But I want you to understand. As, 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 as Paul writes, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, a holy accept, and holy and acceptable unto God. This is, which is a reasonable service. It's not unreasonable. Uh, you know, Christ says that if you want to follow me, you're going to have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and come after me. And to deny ourselves is the things in life that we have to learn. If you can learn to deny yourself and to trust God and to follow Him and to let Him be ruler over, that's when He can use you most. It says, and be not conformed to this world. The world we live in today, what's the motto of the world we live in today? It's about me, myself, and I. You know, whatever i got to do to, to become wealthier, whatever i got to do to become more popular, whatever I've got to do to, to, to make myself feel better. And, and society has taught us that. I mean, it's, since all, as far back as I can remember, it's always been about myself. Everything in life that teaches me to be whatever, more successful, more powerful, more, more you know, wealthier or, or to attain, it's always about it. It don't matter who you run over, who you stab in the back, or who you mistreat. If, if it's going to benefit you, you've got to be brave enough and bold enough that you're going to take the bull by the horns and you're going to do these things. And God's saying it's right the opposite. Put your brother, he says, if you want to be first, then you've got to learn to be last. You've got to be that servant. If you want to be a master, you've got to learn to serve. The Bible teaches us to quit making it about ourselves. And it's got to be made about God. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In verse number 3 of Romans chapter number 12, I want you to highlight this in your Bible and go back and look at this. It says, for I say, through the grace given to me, Paul says that God has given so much grace. I was the one out persecuting the church, trying to stomp out Christianity. You know, I, I was having people bound and locked up, you know, families split apart, thrown in jail. Um, you know, I had people killed, Paul said, but by the grace of God, what he has given to me, he said to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to. So many times in life, we think that we're more important. We think we're more successful. We're thinking that it's, that it's me and I've, I've exalted myself up. I've lifted myself up. But it says we need to think soberly according to God has dealt every man a measure of faith. At the foot of the cross, everybody's equal. Understand that today? At the foot of the cross, Jesus makes us all equals in him that he can use a humble servant. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. I want you to under, write this down. Pride goeth before destruction. A proud heart, a proud man, a proud woman. Destruction is coming your way. A haughty spirit, meaning that you think you're better than they are, or you think you're smarter than they are, or you think you're more successful than they are. These are the things that cause destruction and fall in people's lives. You are going to be the, the, the demise of yourself because of the spirit that you have inside yourself. The third thing trials do, it, it weans us from worldly things. I mean, some of you older people understand this a lot better than I do. But, but, but think about this for a second. We spend our whole life trying to accumulate land, wealth, 
uh, you know, security and, and, and worldly things. And God sends those trials to take our hearts off of here. Uh, understand this? Just like when, when, you know, Abraham's treasure was his son Isaac, God says, I want you to show me who's most important. You show me what's most important. You bring your son, you sacrifice your son. And you know what? Abraham showed God, but really he didn't. He showed himself who he held more valuable, God or his child. And nowhere else has any child or any, any family member been asked to be sacrificed. God never asked anybody else. But he puts those words there that we may learn these things, that we may understand these things, that when we love God, that when we cherish God above brother, above, you know, Jesus tells us in Matthew, says you got to, you got to deny yourself, but yet you've got to, the word hate in the King James Version, it means that you've got to, you've got to love me more than you do your husband, your wife, your children, your mother, your father. When we get God in that position in our lives, then he's able to use us. And he, he, he uses trials to call us to a heavenly hope. You know, so many times in life, myself, I've, I've, I've been tangled up by the security of my job, of, of, of the things that I was, that I, me, myself, the things that I was physically able to do. And since January, there's been so many things in my life that I can't physically able, ably do anymore like I could. And that's been a, but in Matthew 6, 21, it says, for where your treasure is, now understand, where your treasure, what you treasure most, that's where your heart will be. We have got so tangled up in worldly things. You know, it, it, it's not surprising looking back over this coronavirus, COVID-19, the outbreak, the way the world, the shape it's in today, it does not surprise me a bit that God allowed this to transpire. Because so many people are so tangled in the world and they're, 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 they're wrapped up so deep in this world that nothing else matters. They felt like they could come and go and read and study and pray and attend and give. You know, and God's commanded us to do these things. If, 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 if you love me, you'll follow me. If you're willing to deny yourself, you'll follow me. The fifth thing trials do, it, it helps us to help other people. When you've been something, and it's like we live in a secret service society today. We're so ashamed to let people know what we've been through to help somebody. There's so much wealth and knowledge, you know, it talks about how the, 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 the white hair or, you know, the, 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 the gray hair, how that's wisdom on these people. And yet we live in a world today that is so private they will not share the, the, the value that they, the, the experience. You understand this? Through the trials that they've went through just day by day. And, and as, as, as time has rolled along and they've aged, they've seen more, they've done more, they've been through, they understand how to get to that other side. But yet, they're so reserved and they hold on to that knowledge like, it, 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 you know, it's gold and it's going to run away. But when we start to share that, the Lord said, my cup runneth over, y'all. Why is our cups not running over? Why is the Spirit not flowing out of us anymore to the to people around us to give them that grace that God shed on us to help us to grow? The sixth thing trials do, it builds our endurance. You know, you've got to understand that we've got to be able to have endurance, just like a marathon runner. They've got to have that endurance, that stamina to continue to keep going. You know, even when their, their body tells them that they can't go any further, but yet they're still able to muster up that courage, that strength to continue to go and to go and to go. You know, one thing, the, the seventh thing I've got down here that trials help us 
is by enjoying the blessings that we've already already been blessed with. How many times in life are we so consumed by what we want to achieve or we got to have that 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 shiny thing that's dangling out there in front of you, and you're missing the blessing that God has given you that you're already in the middle of the greatest blessing. These are the things that we got to understand here today, y'all. That we have got to understand that trials make us who we are. Tribulations make us who we are. God will make you through those or he'll break you through those, depending on how you want to do it. The last thing I want to share with us today that, the, that, that, that trials do is that it really, truly teaches us what we love the most, what we cherish the most. That thing that we are not willing to part with in, in, in time, in, you know, right now, to hear that those things that we hold so dearly to, God says that if you love anything more than me, it is an idol. And that that is your God. Y'all understand that today. The things that we cherish the most, God can take them from you. Not saying he will, I'm saying he can. He has the authority and he has the power because he is the creator of all things and he is the keeper of all things. But we in our life got to understand that how can we see the strength of a soldier or a warrior in times of peace? So if God let our life be peaceful and no problems ever come along, how, how, how could he ever know? How could we know? He knows our heart. But how can you truly know your heart? That if everything in your life is easy, that there's no trials, there's no tribulations, you don't have any hard times, how can you tell what kind of person you truly are if you don't have to struggle? Today I want us to look at this, that through trials, that, that we can gain glory, we can gain joy, we can gain endurance. We can gain a perspective on really what's truly important to us in life. The, part, the, 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 the God that gives us the next breath that we breathe, we ought to be more grateful and gracious to him than anything. You know, because he, just like I talked Wednesday night about, that, that even though that I, there may be people out here that hate me, that want to do harm to me, that when the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, he leadeth me beside, or he maketh me lay down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Uh, he restoreth my soul. He, he leads me on the path of righteous for his name's sake. Uh, and I love the part about that he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. It means that it don't matter what the world's got to bring at me, that he can prepare a table that I'll always be sustained in his presence, y'all. Trials are, are, are strength for us as Christians to grow in God's glory and to understand how that we are just timekeepers. And during this time here, how are we helping our brothers and sisters? How are we helping the, the, that neighbor? How are we helping that, that person that's lost? Y'all, we have got to quit. And I'm, I'm preaching, I'm, I'm sitting here looking in a mirror, and I am, I'm, I'm talking to myself. That we've got to quit whining and moaning and complaining about how bad things are. When that we have, we have so much to be grateful for. And the trials in life come to show us those things, that what we should be grateful for. Let us pray. Dear God, we love you, we praise you. Lord, if someone listens to this message that's never been saved, God, I want them to understand that we have so much hope in you, Lord. We have so much security in you, God, that your son, Jesus Christ, was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life, and he died a death that should have been mine. He, he, he hung on the cross, and he bled, and his blood cleansed my sin. 
All I have to do is to put my faith in Him, that you raised Him from the dead on the third day. Praise God, we have a Savior that's conquered death, that I don't have to fear the sting of death, or I don't have to worry about the fear of judgment coming. Lord, His blood makes me a righteous man. And I thank you for that, Lord. And if they'll just pray that prayer, they'll call on your Son's name, they shall be saved. We thank you and we praise you. Lord, just continue to help those on the prayer list in our church. Lord, just, just speak all those unspoken requests. Lord, it's been made mention this week. Lord, you know the families, what they stand in need of. And I pray, God, that you will just strengthen those families. Lord, today, give them just hope that through this trial, Lord, that they can have assurance that you are God and you are in control. And let us use the experience that we have. Lord, that we can show them the hope that you've given us. It's in your son's sweet and precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. Uh, hope and pray that you have a good week, and we'll see you back Wednesday night at 6.30. Thank you all.